0: Hey guys, I'm Danny
1: and I'm EJ and this is the Your Living Proof podcast
0: where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa, ho, <laughs> ho, ho. This scared me. My goodness. Hey everybody. Welcome to podcast number 28, Living Proof coming at you. My wife's in a really festive mood today. Christmas <laughs> is coming up so it's all the snow i know and society's getting really soft because today when we're recording this we we woke up early to multiple missed calls and voicemails from our school right yeah what happened
1: no school today
0: yeah it was canceled why because there were a couple inches of snow now granted some people got a lot of snow we had a lot of bad wind drifts but i think when we were young it took like a literal miracle for school to be canceled
1: like an avalanche to block the doors yeah like
0: physically like oh the buses can't get there so anyway so we had a little wrench thrown in our day kids are home and uh i guess everybody else is doing the same thing so onward and upward hey we we wanted to come at you today and uh try to share something personal this is something we touched on i don't know what was it
1: one of the very first episodes one of
0: the very first episodes But it was just a principle that happened in my own life. Um, Most of you already know, I had an addiction. All addictions are progressive. Mine progressed to a point that just about took my life on multiple occasions. I'm not going to bore you with all the gory details. But the truth is, I should not have survived. Many of my dear friends, people I knew, people I had come to know, didn't make it. And there are millions of others throughout you know, our country and throughout the world who don't make it either. I was spared and I look back, I look back, it's been about 14 and a half years now at the process. And I have a different perspective now, obviously the one opposed to when I was going through it. Right. Right. But I look back and, and we summarize it very clearly because this is the truth behind my addiction. My addiction of many years came to an abrupt halt in matter of weeks Once my family learned how to stand united and have an influence on the outcome. So the moral of the story is it didn't need to last as long as it did. Right. Why wasn't my family able to help? That's the big question. Why, why can't families help?
1: I think that most families are, are just really, really well intentioned, but they have, they are not equipped in any way really to deal with, with the monster Correct. All right. I don't even know that they identify it as a monster. It's just kind of like this, this thing that they dread and fear.
0: So we want to get into this, and we, we want to identify the reasons why so many families fail to help their loved one suffering from addiction. Before we get into it, let's just break down a few things. In my story, my situation, let's just use that for an example because it's the same in all of them. The family sits back and looks at me. My family stood back and looked at me, and they just probably wonder and and. and contemplate. Why can't he see it? Look at his life. Why can't he see what's happening? Why can't he just knock it off? I mean, obviously things are falling apart. Why, why can't he just knock it off? Why didn't all the family's desperate attempts help? There were, de- there were several attempts, whether it was incentives or them trying to maybe use threats or consequences. I mean, desperately trying to do anything to influence the outcome.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I can see it from a completely different perspective. But it is interesting to know or to to look at the situation and go, wait a minute. (laughs) So your wife was like threatening to leave you. You you had cars repossessed. I mean, there was some crazy stuff happening and none of that was a motivator in any way. Well, so
0: yeah, you can see the progression at first. It's like, okay, come on, knock it off. And then it's like, okay, your life's getting worse. You should really knock it off. You got to get your act together. And then it starts to get worse. And the family desperately tries and they're jumping in and doing different things. It's always progressive. So just like you said, it eventually gets to a point where the consequences start to stack up. So not only is the family desperately trying, not only are things bad in your life, but now in my own story, there were things like divorce, there was repossessions, there was incarceration, any one of those moments. Having friends of mine die from this, witnessing that, there were several moments in which any normal person in their right mind would have been like, whoa.
1: Well, even seeing a reflection of yourself in the mirror and going, oh, wow, I am I, a shell. Yeah. Like, I look like I'm dying.
0: And everyone in addiction has those moments, right? <laughs> What we're really good at is as soon as we have that moment where we see ourselves naked, so to speak, and how this destruction in our life, there's a moment when we see it, we feel it, and then we're really good at what? Escaping it. Bam, just Numbing like it. that. Some, it's like finding a, a show on Netflix on demand. You can, you can make that feeling go away. We're really good at it. So here's the deal. Addiction, You know, if there's something you can remember from the show, I really hope it's this. Um, I'm sure you'll get a lot more... Quality information for my wife, but I want you to hear from my voice that addiction doesn't play by the rules. If you truly understand that, it will change your perspective. Anything that makes sense to you, any logical thinking, is gone. It doesn't play by the rules. It doesn't follow the rules. None of it makes sense, and none of it's fair. That's why families get so frustrated. They're doing all these things. They're look, at, and these are educated families, successful people, looking at a problem, just like you would any other problem in life and trying to dissect it, figure out how to go about it. The problem with addiction is everybody just tries to either avoid it, ignore it, pray it away, or just wait.
1: Well, and I think that's that's so powerful because if there's anything that I hope our audience has learned from this first season of the podcast, it is that this is... Not a moral failure. Addiction is not, and I'm really tired of knowing and seeing and witnessing families that get in really, really deep. Their uh, loved one gets really deep into their addiction because the family is kind of stuck in this in this frame of mind where, you know, it's unfortunate that this person is straying. It's unfortunate that this person isn't making good choices right now. It's it's really not, not taking them where we were hoping them to see them go or where we think they want to go. But there's a huge difference between maybe making s- some poor choices that are a moral failure and being controlled by an addiction.
0: Yeah. So the the thing with addiction, everybody has this great debate: is this a moral breakdown or is this a an illness, a brain illness, right? The truth is, it it never starts the way it ends. There are a myriad of reasons why things start. Sometimes it's just poor choices. Sometimes it's influence from others. Sometimes it's trauma in life. Sometimes it's an injury. There's multiple things that kickstart an addiction. Sure. And and I do believe there are people born with maybe a little bit more tendency to become addicted than others just because of their personality type. Yours? Yeah. Your personality yes. type? But it never starts that way. So here are a few facts I just want to share with you. Your addicted loved one is living in an imaginary world. Just like when you go to Disneyland, you get to escape and be in this magical world for a little while. That's where they live. They do not think, feel, or function the way you do. Addiction truly is a brain disease. It wasn't that way when it started, but I'm telling you, over time, the substances being consumed or viewed or used will rewire the way your loved one thinks and functions.
1: Right, so somebody in active addiction is not able to access the logical side of their brain like someone who loves them can. Yes,
0: and they are robbed of their agency. I am I here to bear witness of that. I have been someone that has been in that situation. And looking back now, all these years later, I can see and recognize I, I, I turned into a rag doll. Yeah. I, I was literally thrown around left and right, back and forth, up and down by my addiction. Right. And it's because my agency was gone, completely gone.
1: Well, and I think to look back at some of the other episodes that we've done with some of our guests, that was a, that was like a big part of, of their like particularly pornography addiction. And why it hurt everyone around them was because they knew it was hurting other people and they didn't care. And I'm like, if that's not a sure sign that this is an addiction, this is not a moral failure anymore. They are addicted. They can't stop their behavior. They need help.
0: And to mention one thing, there are people, you may have a loved one, maybe a child or a spouse who is in the beginning stages right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe they're vaping and smoking weed once in a while with their friends and viewing pornography. There's a different level. Oh yeah. That is the beginning stages of what will become an addiction. And that's the time where you should really jump in and desperately try to do something to change the outcome because over time it progresses every, every single time. Every person I've ran into started at one point and let's say it was prescription medication. They were abusing. They were able to do that for quite some time. Maybe even years went by, but every single time always it progresses. Maybe an injury is added in. Maybe a trauma happens in their life. The loss of a loved one or a job or COVID or whatever it is. Postpartum depression. That abusing of prescription medication progresses to the next level and it goes up and up every single time. So, I want to just share two statistics with you and you can look these up yourself, but less than 10% of people with known addictions ever get help. That to me is a staggering statistic. It's that number's been there for quite some time. And now current studies, like in the last year or so, the CDC has come out in in regards to recovery and saying those that actually try to recover who begin recovery from an, from an addiction, 93% of them fail. That is a, that is a terrible number. So those two numbers alone, first of all, of all the people who have addictions, only less than 10% of them ever go get help. And then of those few that go get help, 93% of them fail. So really look back at you, you step back and look at this and you're like, well, well, what the hell is the point? It seems like it's going to take a miracle. And we are here to tell you that I've been screaming from the rooftops for years now. No one in addiction has a chance at overcoming this without help to be completely transparent. There are, there are a lot of people out there who have lost their family. Maybe someone who's in addiction and their father's an alcoholic. Maybe their mother's an addict. Maybe their family's left them, abandoned them. Maybe they have done too much damage or harm to their family. So now they're alone. Those people are in some serious trouble. What we did with Living Proof is we took a few years to step back and look at the problem and say, where can we have an effect? Where can we jump in and try to have an effect on this massive problem? And what we realized is even in our own community and throughout the country, there's so many incredible families, families who are God-fearing, family-oriented, good people trying. They just don't know how. Those are the people we feel like have the best chance and that's the people we work with. Families who are looking at the situation, whether it's with their spouse or their child, grandchild, whatever it is, desperately wanting, they would do just about anything to help, yet they can't figure out how. So our goal is to just help them, you know, cross that bridge, that massive gap between them and their loved one as to why. What gives someone the greatest chance at recovery is their family. But often those that are lucky enough to have a family, they get held back because the family gets stuck with them. The family gets sucked into that addiction and gets sick right along with them.
1: Yeah. Or even more sick sometimes.
0: Yeah, they do. I have met so many families where, you know, a few members of the family have actually become stuck along with the loved one. And it's unfortunate because they don't even have an escape I have to remind them. I'm like, "Hey, your loved ones causing all these problems, their lives falling apart, but they live in Disneyland most of the time."
1: Yeah. They're so lucky. They, they get to escape all these negative feelings. Yeah. And,
0: when you're just trying to plow through them, they're just off <laughs> just yep. melting away. So why do families fail? Why did my family fail for so long? And then what did they eventually do that helped change the outcome? That is literally what we want to do to help families understand much more clearly is what they can do to to influence the outcome. Not to be the what we call the, you know, my wife refers to as the drywall patchers where someone in your life is running around punching holes and you're just frantically running behind them, patching up those holes as fast as you can. That's not a solution, right? Right. So we created some online courses that really give families an inside look into the situation from the eyes of someone who's been there from my family's perspective, who's been there as well, what you can do to have a positive influence on the outcome. And if anything, what you can do as a family to regain some sanity. We really wanted to help people understand how to move forward better, to have help in how to do that.
1: Well, because what happens most of the time is every family gets really aggravated because they feel like they have done everything possible. We've already tried everything. We've done everything that we know how to do and now now this is just how it is and they just won't choose anything different so we're just stuck. But they all get manipulated still. The addict just manipulates every single person to continue living in Disneyland and then they have no motivation to change because they get to live in Disneyland. Everyone else is the one that are suffering.
0: They've created this perfect scenario and they have everybody right where they want them. So here's a couple universal things that keep all families stuck. We break these down in our courses, and we go into a lot more depth of of specific things. But maybe if you look at your situation, you'll realize there's either one of these or all of these that you're guilty of. And the first one is hope. You, You just alluded to that a little bit ago, right? It's a cultural thing.
1: Yeah. There's always hope. And if you believe in God, then you believe that he could just, you know, make this person change and make them want to change. And so there's always that hope and, and prayer aspect that, that is such a beautiful blessing. And ultimately what will be the healing portion of the person who's addicted and their family, but it is not what will spur the change.
0: Yeah. What will bring comfort and what will make a person whole is that. But it's not the beginning stages of what will help.
1: Yeah, that's that's end end game, not the beginning.
0: The other one is fear, right? Everybody's fearful. And we've covered this in a separate episode. But every single person, alcoholic, addict, sex addict gets to a point that they use the ultimate weapon for fear. If you do this, if you make me get help, if you call so and so, if you do this, you'll never see me again. I'll just kill myself. Now that that's like the greatest, but all along the way, they use different tactics. I worked with a family recently where the daughter in the family had a serious drug addiction and she knew something about one of her parents. One of her parents had had an affair. She knew about it and she used that angle against one of her parents to continue getting what she needed to fuel her addiction. They used fear. There's a, there's a slew of reasons and the family's fearful. If we intervene, if we do something, if we try to help, it's just going to make it worse. You know, we're just going to hurt their feelings even more. So people get fearful. Then there's guilt. All of us as parents know we make mistakes. There's things that we do that have a negative influence on our kids. There's guilt that we could have done more, should have done more, right?
1: Yep. Could have been a different kind of parent or different scenario or circumstance that happened that they feel really bad about.
0: Yeah. If I would have got them out of that school that they were having a hard time with, if I could have done this, then things would have been different. So they stay stuck because of guilt. And then the last one is being a victim. Sometimes they look at their loved one and be like, well, they, they experienced this or that they've had some trauma in their life. They were bullied when they were little. They didn't feel like they fit in. So they kind of use the victim role. And there's a whole other, a myriad of other reasons as well. So Living Proof Recovery Services created some online courses where someone in the comfort of their home can sit down and look at the the situation, understand the mindset of their loved one, the frame of mind that they're in. They can look at the scenario and the dynamic of the family and see where they're failing. And then most importantly, it it helps outline how to take those first few steps forward. You have to have a plan. You have to be prepared. If you're going to reach out and make difficult decisions and choices with your loved one, you have to be prepared or else it's going to be in vain just like all of the attempts that you've done in the past.
1: Yeah, but again, I would say my biggest plea to every person out there is is to see this a little bit differently and to to approach it with different eyes. This is this is something that needs professional help. This is not something that you should be able to logic your way through or pray your way through those things are critical. You should use them for sure. And they will be a major component uh, throughout the journey, but they are not the solution to the change. At the beginning, it's going to take a lot of strategy, a lot of planning, a ton of humility and uh, unity. The entire family will have to be on board with this and then all of those other components that you're already so, so good at will be able to come into play. But the the missing piece, which is what ironically we call all of our courses in the bundle, is this component that so many people miss because their eyes are shut to it. They literally think, Nope, this is something that that my loved one just they just need to choose to live their life differently. If they can just choose it, then we will get them into rehab. And I'm telling you right now, it will never, ever happen. They are lost in a forest. And like Danny said earlier, they don't have agency anymore. There is not a threat or a consequence on this planet that will change their behavior at this point you will be the ones to change that behavior. And it will be because you're basically going to paint them into a corner. If you don't understand that, you need to listen to the uh, episode we did with Josh. Um, Josh's story, part one, I think it was episode 25 or 26. And he, as an addict, illustrates exactly how his family learned how to do that and how after 20 years of running the show in his family... They all united finally, and he is all 75 days clean for has, the first time in a long time.
0: His family is unified together, they speaking have their, with one another. Yeah, They're they, family pictures for the first time in a long time.
1: So again, we offered this on the last podcast, but we need your help in getting this message out there. I guarantee, even if you're just listening to this because you like us as people, you know somebody that needs this information. They need these courses. We need to stop feeling like we can't talk about this. Just because we're in the, the middle earth of the story doesn't mean it needs to be hidden. We need to be upfront with this as much as we are the end story so that more people can get help.
0: Yeah, and if it's one of your relatives or one of your kids that's grown up and it's now your grandkid that's suffering, you can reach out and purchase these courses for them. Yes, you, you can you can purchase it and we can have them automatically enrolled as, as a gift yep. that you can give them. And actually what it's doing is giving them professional guidance and help at something that no one else can help them with.
1: So our promotion is still going on. Hope 30 H.O.P.E. and then the number three zero for 30 percent off the missing piece, the four course bundle. I, I can promise you if addiction has touched your life in any way, taking these courses will completely change the way you can help this person.
0: Yeah. And so go to the website. If you have any questions, yourlivingproof.com, and you can contact us, ask us any questions or specifics on, on how it actually works. And if, if you have any other questions, we would love to help you. But this could be one of the greatest gifts. I recently worked with someone who purchased these courses, and we enrolled the rest of their family. And he just realized that he gave his family the greatest Christmas gift possible. Yeah. He gave everybody an independent perspective, right? This is something non-threatening instead of them all being on separate playing fields. He gave them one universal missing piece that the family could see this perspective together and understand how they can influence the outcome together. So he did something rather than sitting back paying a bill, getting him an Uber ride, ignoring him or just burying his head in the sand. He stepped forward and gave the family something very valuable.
1: Yeah, so if you're thinking, man, I wish my Christmas with my family looked different this year, do the one thing that will help that actually happen and enroll in the courses, complete them, change the outcome. And I promise that by the end of next year, everything is going to look totally different.
0: It will. It will. There's no guarantee in this. We, like we said, addiction doesn't play by the rules, but here is the guarantee. One of two things happens. Either one, your addicted loved one gets help, which we see all the time. Or the family comes together. They, they actually unify and they approach the situation effectively so that if your loved one chooses, no, I don't want help. The family came together, set aside their differences, and now they're unified. There is love and peace back in the family. And I promise you, eventually they'll come back. They'll come back to that help that was offered. We love you guys. We're grateful you tuned in. Did you have any parting words?
1: Thank you guys for joining us. This is the end of our very first season of the Your Living Proof podcast. We're so happy to be a part of your lives. And next year, we are just going to up the ante and we have a lot of really cool things planned. So we can't wait and share the good word.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Merry Merry Christmas.
1: Christmas.